This show is sponsored in part by Miss Meow Clothing, offering quality custom clothing for the entire family. Coming soon, brought to you by Miss Cat. Welcome to the Golden Square Podcast with your hosts, Linda Scott and Sherilyn Fisher. Are you ready? Because we're starting right now, only on Stunner Radio, the heart and soul of the culture. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Hi, Miss Sherilyn. Hi, Linda. I miss you already. How are we getting two different cities? This is not fair. I know, I know, and I miss you really, 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 really bad. But hey, thank God to technician and technology, we're still here together. Um, right. Oh my glasses, I can't see with them. I can't see without them. But anyway, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here, yeah. and you are there. Oh, so Shirley is in Houston, and I'm in Florida, and um, we are so glad, so glad you all are joining us tonight to bring to you part two of co-parenting. And, um, and we some have of the some things wonderful we, guests too. You have wonderful, wonderful, wonderful guests. And um, with that being said, we stopped last week and uh, with some of our main bullets, shall we say, Sherilyn, it, it was um, uh, being bitter. Um, what was being bitter, communication, um, the kids, and expectations. So... Right. Um, that expectation, I think that's what got Mr. Bean to come on and say uh, whatever it is that a man. I don't know what he was trying to say. I have no idea. And then Regina um, Wolfall is our other guest, and Mr. Ben Bryant um, is an, is our other guest. So we have a male perspective perspective, perspective. tonight. God, was that was that hard? We have one tonight. You know, still so. finishing. You just finished. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Okay. All right. So um, with all that being said, I would like to bring in Miss Regina first. Yes. Hey, Miss Regina. Hey, Hello, guys. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. So um, listen, we ready. We ready. We ready. We ready. So how was your week? Oh, it's been a rough week. Oh, but you're here. Yes. That's, that's what you count. Hear? You're here. You're here. You're so here and as beautiful we were, as ever. Oh, thank you so much. We um, last <laughs> last week we were talking about co-parenting, and you made some very very interesting points, and we want some to valid um, valid, very valid. Very valid. And I think, um, I think you and I stepped on a couple of men toes about. Us oh, just yeah. wanting oh, the yeah. kids and not having um, the father. Not having the man. Yeah, yeah. So, and the main um, person who gave us a lot of objections was Mr. Benjamin Bryant. Yes, yes. <laughs> so we brought him on so that um, he could defend himself and tell us, you know, his views. And then we'll go in with our views. So tell the viewers, why did you just want the, the kids and not the father? Well, <laughs> oh, I mean, we only have an hour, okay? We only have right. an hour. <laughs> right. I mean, the the kids, I mean, the kids were important to me. Right. I mean, they didn't ask to come here. Right. And I wanted to, you know, show them the best, I mean, the best life I could possibly show them as kids. Mm-hmm. I really didn't have to have the daddies around, but you know, they insist on being around. But so. that was that's, that was a good thing. And and let me just say the reasoning. I think I was in sixth grade and decided that all I wanted to do was have children, and I didn't want to necessarily um, be married. I didn't necessarily want to have the father uh, present. However. Um, I wouldn't stop that as you, Regina, and I, I wouldn't stop that from happening. It's just that, um, you know, those were my goals. Those were my dreams. That's what I wanted out of life. And I did want to have kids, but I didn't want, I, I honestly, I think I could say uh, I didn't want the commitment. I didn't want to be 
um, tied down with him, whoever him would have been. Right. I didn't, right. didn't want to be tied down. So um, with that being said, um, I just, um, it, it's, but, it's crazy. Go ahead, Sherilyn. But isn't it amazing how, I know both of you were raised with both of your parents. And yeah. and both of you had wonderful dads. I mean, yeah. Reb was a yeah. wonderful dad. Yeah. Uh, Lester B was an excellent, excellent dad. And yes. both of y'all wanted the children without the dad. I, 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 I don't know, because you had good examples of what a dad should be. But I was raised in a single parent household, and I always wanted the husband and the white picket fence and the children. And I did, I'd had that for a long time with my, with my older kids' dad. I had that for a very, very long time. So, so it's just amazing how what you were raised with, you want the total opposite than than now that you're an adult. Well, you you you, you know what my for my defense, um, I think mine's were. I saw my mom uh, cooking for my dad. I, I saw my mother doing um, all those things, and um, uh, it, it was just a it was just a lot for me to put it all together. So I just couldn't see myself. I want to cook for him. My dad come home. My kids can't eat till my dad come home. You know, uh, I saw mommy ironing. I saw her run the bath water. Um, you know, I saw all those things back then that I said, uh -uh, I ain't doing that. I ain't doing it. I'm not doing it. So I think that was my issue. And then I turned around and saw my uh, godparents. Um doing the same thing so i was like oh now is that what's supposed to happen <laughs> i don't think i want to do all of that so that that's what led me to thinking i only wanted the kids and not not the father that that's it and you're right cheryl and i did have a good daddy he, he yeah, did teach me um you know a lot of things i'm just um um uh, you know, I'm just concerned about, you know, certain things. That's all. I I, I think now, if, if I would have known what I know now back then, maybe it would be different. But as of right now, I, I only wanted my children. I, I wanted to uh, do the things that I saw my mother doing with the kids, like reading to them and, you know, doing things, jumping board. I don't know if anybody knew what that was. But racing and, you know, all those things, I want to do those kind of things only with my kids. And believe it again, there I say, my, my father, father did those things as well. I mean, I, I thought I could beat him racing. I thought I could beat him doing a whole lot of things. And I couldn't. But yet still, I only wanted my children. That's how I got to that point. So well, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's it. That's 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 it. But then with me having the kids, and um, Mr. Brian, hold on, you're gonna speak in a minute. But by me having the kids, and and I put them first because I wanted my whole village to be a part of my kids' life, uh, and I had that. So I had the kids. I focused on the kids, and then my expectation, I have none for for the daddy. He could be there or he couldn't, he didn't show it. You know, if you didn't choose to do it, you didn't choose to do it. That was, that was me. That And that worked out for me. Um, I think, uh, I don't know what nobody else think about it. But I'm, 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 glad, I'm glad you put that I think part on the end of that. Because yeah, I think yeah, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not by yourself. But um <laughs> Yeah, I, I just think that um, I think that worked for me, and and I think the reason that it really worked so well for me is that um, my village that I had, I had beautiful siblings. Um, when it came to the boy, I said instead of going to the daddy, hey, look, I got brothers, you know, and they were there for me or with me, and they were there for my child, 
the the man child for sure. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I was crazy. I just think I had a a, a goal and a mindset on how I wanted it mm-hmm. to be. And um, some say crazy, say <laughs> some say not. But what can I say? What can I say? So Gina, help me, help me, Gina, because me and you're the only one on that page. Well, <clears throat> well, well, they turned out to be some fine young men and women. Thank you. I mean, in the beginning, I didn't want kids at all. Ooh. When That's I was so in my teenage years and my early 20s, if a man started talking about kids to me, I'd run. Mm. And if he started talking about marriage, I would run. Mm. So my my two kids were basically accidents. No, they I'm wasn't kidding. accident. They were not they, accident. They, it wasn't an accident. They were just purpose for you. I mean, I, I'm saying, I'm saying, uh, as far we as God is concerned, they were not an accident. Right. But they were not planned. I was supposed to have them, but they were not planned. And anything that's not planned is an accident to me. Okay, <laughs> that's that's because I was just, I was just honestly, I was just out doing what I do, doing my thing. But I wasn't planning on having. I wasn't planning on getting pregnant and having kids. But you never did anything to not get. Pregnant. No, I did not. Okay, so that was cried like a baby when she did. Okay, just boo-hoo. I just want to remove that accident. Uh, I mean, but I was I was in my early thirties. It didn't matter. I didn't. I wasn't expecting on having no babies in my in my early thirties. Exactly thirty one. I had my last now. I had my last child that was that was number three, and me saying, "Oh my God, I'm pregnant. I'm mentally insane." So again, I had a strong village because I called my brother and said, "Uh, this is what took place, and I am." And he was like, "Okay, so um, you know how to get them." Oh, but I it's eleven years between. I didn't think so. You see, the distance said right there. It, it was no accident and it was meant for that child to come into my life that I didn't think that I was able to do anymore. I had them first two and that was it. Ball game over and here come that third. Well, well maybe I shouldn't say accident. Maybe I should say oops. Mm, okay. <laughs> All right. So we'll say a good oops. Oh, here it is. Yes. Okay. So Miss um, Lisa, Lisa said she had, she had her, her last, last one, one at 37. Bless your heart. I'm going to give you a hug. Please let me just look. <laughs> There's <laughs> 10 years, years between her oldest and youngest. Absolutely. And there's 11 years between my second and my third. So I do understand all of these things that we as women um, do things with our body. And just as I stated to you, you didn't prepare yourself not to have kids. That last one, I didn't have no preparation because... I didn't know I could either. You know, I'm like um, 100 years old in my mind. So my body said, I'm through. I'm shut down. And that third one came in. That third one came in. And technically, I only wanted two kids. But when the third one came, now that I am almost 65, everybody, now that I'm almost 65, that third one is the second, if you understand. Because I birthed three kids. Only wanted two children. God took one. So now what I have? Two kids. Mm-hmm. And so he knew. He knew what he was doing. We, we, we had no clue. No clue. We were clueless. Oh, uh, Lisa uh, said she Lisa. had a partial hysterectomy and still got pregnant. Wow. That's your heart? <laughs> I'm going to the doctor and have myself checked. <laughs> <laughs> stupid. Well, I'm going to the car. That child will have arthritis, rheumatitis, <laughs> everything. Alzheimer's. So, let let us let us um, let us welcome Mr. B because he's so patient. He's waiting. I But um, so everybody meet Mr. B Mr. B Hello, Ben Bryant. Has he has a lot to say. Yeah. Hello, hello. First, let me hello. say, uh, just thank you for having me in here. 
I've listened to you young ladies. And I do want to say uh, to all the women who are listening that may be going through breast cancer, our prayers, my prayers are with you. I really want you to know that that's a, a fight and a cause that I support so much. Um, that That's a hard task for anybody. I've seen the effects of uh, uh, breast cancer. Every, every October, I cut all my hair off for some friends who lost their lives and a couple who have survived. But breast cancer is so important for me. So I, I just want y'all to know, I'm going to say some crazy things, but I do have good intentions. And the first thing I want to say is, Miss Scott crazy, right <laughs> off the bat. Um, this accidental baby that y'all talking about, when y'all said it was an accident, it wasn't an accident for the man. Because we still had to be prepared to raise a child and then turn around. Y'all didn't want us in, in the child life. Well, let me back up a little bit. Last week I was driving and trying to talk in the mic. I didn't want to. So it was hard to, to get everything printed out. That's why y'all couldn't understand. When I say y'all can't, we y'all expectations are so much greater than what y'all know that we have. Because y'all don't when, when y'all expect to have a child and say not the dad to be in there, that's that's an expectation we can't even live. That's the first expectation that we can't live with. That is a part of us. That is a part of me. That child is my child. That child is who, who represents me no matter what you say or how you do it. He represents me. She represents me. And we love our children. Not, not listen, all men are different. All women are different. But to hear somebody say that then we're not expected to be there, I guess, when y'all didn't want us. Even though y'all didn't want us, we wanted them. We might not have wanted y'all, but we wanted them. <laughs> we definitely wanted our children. Our son, we often call him Junior. Why? Because he takes up after the attributes of, of us. We're his father. We don't want no other man to really, I don't want another man to raise my child. I've done, I sacrifice everything to raise my two boys. All, not my number, no, that's wrong. My first boy came on a bet. Bitch, I can. And I did. But now that he's 37, he still has the little boy in him because when he sees me, he wants to wrestle. He wants to jump on me. I'm 63 years old, but I still have to go through that process. And he carries Chris Bryant. He doesn't have Chris Noble or Chris Maybe. It's Chris Bryant. It's distinct. It's me. So I'm expected to be in his life. And for years after trying to find his mama who said she wanted me to be in his life, she wanted me to be there. Guess what? She was in California using my name, running up my credit. But yet when she said, Ben, she found me. Ben, Chris wants you to be in his life when he first gets his tonsils taken out. That's the first time I really seen him as a kid. Guess what? We didn't go back and say why I wasn't there. We shot marbles in the dirt. We played kickball. We did all the father-son things. I wasn't mad at him and he wasn't mad at me. Kids accept us. But when a young lady says that I wasn't expecting, I didn't want the, I didn't want the man. Well, who did you want? It took a man to help you. Who did y'all want? London, I don't care what my, I don't care what London Bryant, London Scott say. I can talk to her, Miss Miss. Um, I can talk about her because I know her real well. But she wanted something. One, two, three. My 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 niece is not lost. My niece is here with us every day. She reminds us of how to treat other young ladies and other young men. She reminds me of why we're here. She's a pop. I see girls who don't have a dad at all. And guess what? After coaching basketball for all these years and coaching girls basketball, I had a girl to come up to me on, on two days ago and say, Mr. Ben, will you come to my graduation? Because you're my favorite man in, in my life. Who I don't even know her name. But I'm her favorite person. So we have y'all the expectation that we're not going to be there, first of all, is absolutely out the window. We have to be, I have to be, in my children's life. I have a son who I don't even know what, what is real. His real daddy is a Haitian. But all his attributes go after being Bryant. Everything that he does is fashioned after me. Where his daddy is, you're looking at him. 
where his biological father is, I don't care. He has someone that he can say, hey, dad, when he gets in trouble, when he needs to talk about uh, serious and now he's going into high school. Hey, dad, can we? Yes, we can. We're needed. The, no, no, I'm not different. I don't say one of me, but there are some good men. We never stated that uh, we didn't have good men. We just stated what we were looking for, and that we didn't. Excuse me, we did not. Um, we we did not push him to the curve, but our expectations for us is that we only wanted to birth kids and live our lives the way it is now. It's not that um, Regina, baby dad, is not in, in her kid's life or, you know, whatever. We They're there. And fortunate for us, or unfortunate, I don't know which one, but fortunately, I'm going to state that um, the kids that are in their lives and, again, a part of the village, it's still in their lives as well. So we can go and say, hey, um, today he's not doing what he needs to do and you stepped in or and you stepped in for the for your your last son i don't know you might have some more but for your <laughs> last son you stepped in and say hey i will be this kid's father so by you stepping in and being his father we appreciate that we 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 honor you for being that I, i'm i'm just gina we taking the slack that we were uh, uh kicking nobody to the curb and, and you're you're right, caller. My, my, my point my, my point last week was I never kicked the daddies to the curb. I I welcomed them to take care of their kids. One of one of my kids lived with his lived with his father. And my, my, uh, my daughter, I was paying child support. I was paying child support for one, and receiving child support for the other. And it was that, never that it was never that I did not want their dads in their lives. Right. But when when a father come to me and say I want to raise my child, okay. Right. Are you sure you ready for this? We 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 both was um my mic is mute. We both had the exact same thing. Um I paid child support for one and then um uh, we we took care of the others, but um, it wasn't. It wasn't like okay. Well, you can't be in his life. No, we. I don't want that. That I never gave you a hard time about it. It's just that it was in my head what I wanted to do, how I wanted to live this life, and my life was saying I wanted to be without him. Now here's another catch too. I wanted to be without him. It was that once I had the boy, I really realized the girl and the boy would have to be uh, raised differently because I'm going to tell the daughter one thing and I'm going to say to the son another thing. So um, with that being said, then yes, I did need the father to be in the boy's life. I did need baby number three your dad wants to um, raise you, then that's what you're going to do. You're going to go and stay with him. And yes, I will be paying child support. And yes, I am in your life. And yes, whatever it needs to be done. But the perspective of that and the expectation from the dad, I look for you to raise him to be a man, something that I could not do. So I'll pay you the money and I'll mentally um, be there, physically be there, so that's how it that's how it ended up being. Let me just say that. That's how it ended up being. Then on the half of the the baby dad is like his father passed away. So now from from birth to twelve years old, his daddy has instilled in him different habits that I cannot put in. But I have taught him how he's supposed to love a woman, how he's supposed to treat a woman. I'm not just the mama who's going to say, oh, well, you know, um, I don't need you. You shouldn't do that. No, I'm going to tell you straight out. 
you can't treat women like that because you do have a mom and you do have a sister. So someone could treat your mom and your siblings that way. So um, if we had more, more Mr. Beings in the world, and I'm almost sure we got more, oh, they're yeah, just they're not more, they're um, making their, their self visible. They're that, not as vocal as Mr. Bean is. That, yes. And, we, and that's what we need. Um, more of, and I like more of Mr. Bean, you know, and can, can, can I just cut that off for a second? There are so many other men who are pulling their weight, but we don't have a platform like this to say we're doing what we're supposed to. But when, when I, when I hear what I hear what you're saying and I hear about the village, you got to remember the old village was the old village and that community knew everybody. Mm -hmm. And in this new village, we don't know. I don't want everybody in my in my son's life because everybody now is not for the betterment of my child or the betterment of their own children. Men, women, and, or whoever. It doesn't matter. It's the man and the woman. The village has changed. Yes, so the is. way we do things have to change. And when I say I, I, I expect it to listen. At 11 years old, my daddy asked me, he said, being how many children, he was going around asking my uh, siblings, how many children do they want? And when he got to me, he said, well, being how many children you want? I said, dad, I want 12 times 12 times 12. So that was so, you know, mentally see, retarded. I, okay. Right, right, right. But, but that, that was me. Right. Even today, even today, I, in my situation, in, in, my, in, in what I do, I have those kids. If people will understand what I'm saying, I have I have those kids. If you come into my town or if you come to where I am and you see kids gravitate to me, it's my blessing. I only have three biological kids. My daughter, listen, the main thing I ever wanted was a girl. And when her mother told me, oh, Ben, you don't have to worry about taking care of her because I was sleeping with somebody else. OK, not what you want me to do. So now when she turns 16, and listen, I, I want to put this out so men understand we go through some situations. So now when she turns six week, 16 and comes home, no, 12, and she comes home to find her little girl on the, on the carport with some dude about to tear her behind up because she's out at 4 o'clock in the morning and her mom left her there, but the guy's over her house at 4 o'clock in the morning. Guess what I get? Ding! You better come and get her. But she doesn't know me. Right. Great so, so, so if she doesn't know me, when I tell her something, when I speak to her, she doesn't understand why I'm even talking to her because her mom has told her somebody else is, has been her father this whole time. I don't respect you. So, so right. when, 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 I, when she turned a certain age, I went and sat her and her mama down. And I said, listen, it's not your mama's fault. We're not pointing fingers right now. I'm not pointing. It's, it's my fault because I was the man. And I said, I should have came and told you that I was your daddy. I knew it and I didn't. But your mom made it clear to you that I wasn't a dad. Now we're building a relationship. She's she just turned 28. We're building a relationship. But, you know, it's trying to like pull teeth, get her to talk to me. She'll say, Dad, I love you. She'll say stuff like that. But she doesn't want it. She doesn't have the conversation that when Linda talk about our family uh, values, we could talk. And see, so much when we talk about a good daddy, I learned, I learned how to be a better daddy from my daddy. My daddy was rough. He didn't know how to say, son, I love you, because he thought that was gay and all that kind of stuff. But in, in not hearing him say, I love you until he turned 65 years old is when he embraced me, when he cried on my shoulder and said, son, I love you. That's what made the, that's all I wanted all my life for my daddy to tell me that he loved me. But you know what he said? He said, son, in the era that I came up in, a that's man right. would mm -hmm. never hug or tell the sons that they love them. So I have greater expectation than just being the, the punisher, and the disciplined person. I have expectations for being in that child's life to reassure him or her that they can make it and I'm there for them. Okay, so then you took the responsibilities. Of, uh, it's not, of in. It's not just, um, and I'm not trying to degrade any man because I think there are some really good fathers out there. I mean, 
I have some uh, excellent brother-in-laws. I have some um, friends who, who right now, my peers, um, who dads are, you know, up there and, and doing things that they, they should be doing. It's just the, the rap that men receive, and I'm all for the men. Please, y'all don't misunderstand me. The, the rap that men, especially black men, receive as they're, they're not they're not good fathers, they don't take care of their kids, they don't do that. There's so many of them that do do it more than what they are shown and appreciated um, for. And I like that. It just so happened tonight that we we're talking about um, being bitter and, uh, you know, being bitter, not keeping the kid number one, because that's what it is. The, the, the kid is the main main of all of this. Yeah. Then, yeah. The, the, the expectations. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's take a break. Yeah. Okay, okay. Come, I'm come, so come sorry. Back and come back and pick up where we left off. Thank you so much, Miss Scott, Miss 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 Fisher. We I know, right? I, I'm yeah, going we need to, so we need to be right back. And we'll be right back. If you're looking for custom handcrafted fashion jewelry that makes a statement, look no further than Linda S. Jewelry, 1426. We specialize in quality pieces fit for any occasion. Follow us on Facebook at Linda S. Jewelry, 1426, to view our inventory or to make a purchase. And don't forget to mention Stunner Radio sent you. All right, we're back. So one thing that I, I wanted to bring up is that I hear a lot of, I have a daycare and I have a lot of single parents. Well, all of my mothers are single mothers. And I hear them say often that the only reason the father wants the child to avoid child support. And I don't think that's true. Oh, I no. say that it's easier to write that check than, than do all the things that you have to do with a child on a daily basis. They might not understand that. They might understand all the ramifications of having a child every day. So I don't think that a man who says he wants his child or wants to raise his child only wants to do it to stop to keep from paying child support. I totally don't agree with that. Well, because some of the things that my oldest son put me through, that boy was a, a handful. I'd have gladly wrote my ex-husband a check to take that boy off my hand. <laughs> He well, tells me now, do not tell his children any of the stories of his childhood. Don't tell them. Don't tell them. So, I mean, it's it's to write a check is easy. To write a check is real, real easy. So I don't think that a lot of fathers only want their children to avoid paying child support. And I mean, that's just my belief, and I don't I don't think that's true. Well, I, I don't think um I don't I don't think that a uh, a child can, can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that can't hear you. Can't hear you now. Um, their child's life. I, I I don't I don't think so. I think um, some of the things that life takes us through, and they have to, you know, make a U-turn and do some things. Now, again, like we stated, there are still plenty good men and good fathers out there you just have two women who have paid child support who didn't mind um letting the the father take care his or her you know child it, it just that um um yeah, I was trying to read something else as well. So somebody, one of our phones is too, needs to be mute. Okay, sorry for the feedback, everyone. I'm mute. Am I muted? No, we can hear you. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay, all right. So. Um. Well, I'm I'm sorry for the for the mess up, but I, I don't think that that we we. Well, I know Regina and I are not here to uh, bash men and to Absolutely bash not. 
we're, we're here just to give our views on what we decided to do in our lives. And our lives required in our head the thought that we wanted to do things a little bit different. She didn't want any at all. I did want two. And God said, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Um, let's take three and I'll take one and you have two. Which that was a hard pill to swallow, but um, we we have to give credit where credit is due, and our men don't get enough credit. They don't get enough, but by them not giving getting enough credit, they're not putting themselves where they need to be, so that people could see. And I I don't think it's for a show, but like you stated earlier, Mr. Ben, for the platform. Let's make some platforms. Let's let people know that we are here um, to do whatever it is. Yes, you want it 24 times, 58 times, 60 times, 70, and you have that many kids because you are that dad in the community. You are that Uncle Ben in the community. You are that coach in the community. And we know that there are other men that does the same thing. But where do we find them at and where do we put our hands on them to say, teach us as women what we're doing or what we all need to come together and do and, and make this a place? I, I, I don't know where we go that. Can I just say this? Sure. I don't want to, you guys had an opportunity in your time to pick some good men, to not pick some good men. That was choice. Today's young lady really struggled to find someone to pattern themselves after. You've stated that you had a great father. Ms. Regina stated that she's had a great father. We can't say that not. This is part of this is true what you guys are saying. Because you know what? There, there are some kids out there that are having that are having babies at 15 from 30-year-old men. That's true. 30, you, there, there are some there are some young ladies out there that has that have not had the role model, the uncle, the 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 community, the the village that you talk about. When I say that village is broken right now, it's broken, and it's gonna be up. And it's not. And you know what? I'm not just talking about. I'm talking from a black man's perspective, but this is just not a black man thing. This is a Hispanic situation. This is a white situation. This is everywhere you go. Thing. Yeah, it is a real man thing because men have forgotten what our role should be. Now, we do have some roles that we play. And, and, and a lot of good men want to be in their children's life. Take, for example, the best, some of the best men you see, they coach your kids during football season. They, they're the ones who will go to the school and say, hey, if you don't stop, this is what's going to happen to you. And that kid often looks up to that football coach or that basketball coach or that person who's, who pours into his life. Mm -hmm. we, 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 have to, we have to pour into our kid's life as men. And we have a lot of men doing that. But at the same time, their lifestyle is not, I'm going to take you to church. Yeah. A lot of men don't, a lot of, a lot of this generation, generation don't, believe that I have to go to church, that we can be at home, we can smoke a joint and then say, Lord, bless this day. That's not what our children need to see. And that's what they're seeing now. I'm just talking about right now. I'm not talking about and yeah. that expectation, that expectation comes from young ladies who are, who don't have that model to show them right, what right. to choose from because their mother is a grandmother at 27, mm -hmm. at 30. That's so true. that can't keep happening. That can't keep happening. That's called statutory rape because these kids are kids. Now, that they've never had their life. They've never had the opportunity to be free because they were locked down with a child. And the grandmother, we killed off so many good grandmothers by having them. Big mama's gone. Big mama's gone. But where's big daddy? Where's, where's daddy? Where's grandpa? Where is he? We're looking for grandpas. I will always be, I would never reject a kid. I would never, I've never rejected any kid. I'm always straight 
and I'm always who I who, who I am. You either do it my way and right, or we, we we have to part ways. And when you come back to me, I'm still here for you. I you know what I'm just can I I'm, just let me share it with you guys for a minute. Okay, good, but uh, I just wanted to, to go ahead. Uh, I mean, out that you know one of the callers came in and said, yes, a lot of times um, this happened because the way, the women, some women, are, right. are angry, uh, you know, are breakups and and all that kind of stuff. That is that is true in a certain sense, but we have to, we, we, we got to learn how to do that aside. A and concentrate we, on the child. Yeah. So um, go ahead, make it, make your point. There was a girl and, and I love her simply because she's listening to me. When I first met her, she was, she, she's in high school and every day she comes to school half naked. So I talked to her and first I, I really had to bring her out because her mouth was filthy and everything about her was filthy. And so when I told her, I said, what grade are you in? She said, I'm in the 10th grade. And I told her, what are your grades? And I really broke her down as a child. But she had to be broken in order to see that there's another side of her. She had grades. I said, you're not a 10th grader. You, you should be in the 8th grade with your grades. I said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I, I, I teach the, uh, I have the ISS part of school. She was coming in, into ISS every single day the first three weeks of school. And I simply told her this. If you don't come in here anymore, and if you don't come in the next two weeks, I'll buy you lunch when I buy lunch for myself. She stops by every day and say, hello, Mr. Ben. On, on Monday, she came in with long plaits, and her plaits were longer than the shorts that she had on. And I told her that doesn't look good to her. Tuesday, she came in with a full outfit on. We have to make our girls feel like they're valuable mm -hmm. because she's right. used to showing, I'm sorry, she's, they're used to showing themselves in a different light. And the men are taking advantage of young ladies who should still be a girl. Right. So now all I told her was she bring her grades up and she's struggling with one grade and that's an L. And it's in a class that she really don't need, but she they kind of gave her that class. But guess what? She has A's and B's except for that one L. And so this when she came in, she comes in every day and says, hey, Mr. Ben, how you doing? Okay, let's talk about your grades. Let's talk about what's going on. And anytime she wants to talk about anything, she can come openly. And she comes so people can see her come in and you ought to see the smile that's on her face. And it's all because she has a man that's validating her. See, men don't, we don't, these young ladies don't have a man that validate them as being beautiful, as being, as being intelligent, and not having to do the things that they're doing in school or that they're doing in their lifetime. I take on that challenge every single day. And guess what? I'm not the only man. I'm not the only man at the school. But I'm the one that you would that would be noticed more than some men. Like I say, a his, this girl, Hispanic girl came to me and say, "Come to my graduation. You you're the best man I know. You're the best teacher. I I don't even know her name, but I got to go to her graduation because I promised her. Promise keeping is so important, important. to our young people." Lisa says our men don't know how valuable they are. Our men are very valuable, but they just don't know because the women don't take time to tell them. We are, we're so busy right. putting them down and telling them what they aren't doing and what they need to do. We need to look at the things that they are doing right and, and, and validate them and tell them that. Absolutely. Right, right. Absolutely. That's a major point right there, Sherilyn. That we, we don't I, applaud you, I applaud you, Mr. Ben. I really do, because yeah. you are doing some great things at your school, and yeah. you standing up, and you standing up, and being a man and showing these these ladies, like you say, that they're valuable, and teaching them how to talk and dress, and make sure that they they uh the grades are good, and if they don't get it from home, they got to get it from somewhere, yeah. and they're gonna get somewhere. it from somewhere. They're gonna, and if if you're giving it to us, um, if you're giving it to us. This way, the correct way, then somebody else can be out there giving it to them the wrong way. 
and Lisa said yeah, that young lady will never forget that. They would never forget you're what you're good. doing for them. They will always have you in their heart and their mind to say, um, I made it this far because one day Mr. Ben took out the time to sit and talk to me in reference to, you know, Absolutely. doing certain things, you know, how to care of myself. And true that, um, I, I feel the same way that you do as far as uh, young ladies are concerned. In my fashion, in my modeling, in my coaching, I can care how beautiful the outside of you oh are. Oh, my God. Oh but my it's God. the inside that I have to clean out first so that you can believe in yourself so that you will be able to walk into a building, into a room, and say, I am her. You can't yeah. tell nothing else about, oh, no, I don't. No, 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 no. I am a confident person. And it's just not, um, it's just not the women. It's just not the, it's all of us. Again, it goes back to our community coming together as that village who are saying, and I hate to tell all of us this, but we're the big models and the big daddies now. We are, we are. And it you know, has from us saying, hey, you are beautiful. And 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 um, I know one of my friends went to Mary J. Bly's um, um, concert and they said they cried when she sang um, Good Morning Gorgeous. Good Morning Gorgeous. So we need to teach. It was like she sang a love song to herself. And I, I, we, need to sing a, we need to teach our girls to sing a love song to themselves. Tell yourself yeah. you're beautiful. Can, can I, can oh, I, I tell myself every day, good morning, gorgeous. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I'm I'm gonna say um I'm gonna say this because my um my brothers, my sisters, um we tell each other that all the time. Yes. And it means so much. When you can say, because you know our families are the hardest one on us. Absolutely. And when you come into the building or you come on a phone call or you know you in a group text, you know like we are now, and someone say, "Hey, I'm proud of you." What? <coughs> that made my whole day. I am able to make a couple of more steps where I wasn't even gonna push at all. But if we don't stop and do that in general. Now with the, the the COVID and all that stuff and the wearing of the mask, we don't speak to each other. Right, right. We look at each other and frown for what reason? What reason did you have to frown at me? Because if if my if my glasses are dirty, tell me you could probably see better if you use this right here and clean your glasses. So you're helping me, you're guiding me, you're pushing me. We have to learn how. To teach our kids how to be leaders. Yeah, how to be leaders. We don't know. And yeah. we need to teach our children how to love themselves. Absolutely, Cheryl. Yeah, can, 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 can I say, can we take that one step further? Sure. We need to teach our children how to be children. Mm -hmm. Not not just not not don't stop growing stop making them grow up so fast. Yeah. Cheryl, so do fast. you remember do you remember what Chris told us one day? And I can't say everything that he said when he said, Dad, and he was talking about his other siblings. He said, Dad, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've done everything, but yeah, you, yeah. you fill in the blank. And now that. she wants me to go back that. to be a little boy. And he fell on my don't, shoulder. And it doesn't work like that. It don't work like that. It, do, it does not work. This was a, see, a lot, of, a lot of parents now are making babies, and the older sibling, and where I'm at, they have to take care of that kid, and then they have to be an adult. They have to cook. They have to clean. They have to uh, change pampers. Mm -hmm. And then when mom and dad come back home or who's ever's in charge, now they got to go back to being a child. A child. It's it a hard like transition. And, it doesn't work and, like and when my son said that, me and Sherilyn looked at each other, and we was like, being just put him in the truck. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, just put him in the truck. Lisa just said, yes. Put that back up, Lisa, because you know I you said because they grow up so fast and then they get grown and want to be, want to be childish. childish. They want that you child. Right. That, right? Listen, we gotta take another quick break. 
Don't go away. We'll be right back. <laughs> you muted, baby. <laughs> we'll be right back. If you live in Houston and surrounding areas and are in need of quality child care, contact Cuckoo's Treasures today. We provide professional child care in a caring and nurturing environment. Do you work second or third shift or don't have a typical schedule? Cuckoo's Treasures can assist you. We're open 24 hours and some weekends. Give us a call today at 346-313-9064. And don't forget to mention Stunner Radio sent you. She just showed this commercial saying that I was open on weekends and 24 hours. And I told Linda about this. I said, Linda, this lady just left my house, wanted me to keep her kids. But it was the mother, the grandmother, and the great-grandmother. And I don't think any of them was over 40. And she said, oh, you're open on weekends. We can bring the kids and go to the club. I said, well, who's going to go to the club? All three of us. We we party together. I said, no, you won't leave your kids here while you party. That's not why I'm open 24 hours. And I was going to, Linda, can you just believe this? And I can't say anything about the people having their kids young because I had my kids young. But the mother, the grandmother, and the great-grandmother. And nobody but that's the society that we live in today, Sharon. Exactly. Exactly. I was going to say the same thing, Regina. And um, yes, Lisa, that is a problem. That is a problem. Um, that's so true, Miss Lisa. Yes, that's a major problem. Because here's the thing. Yesterday, and y'all not talking 24 hours, but yesterday, Sherilyn, you said you had your kid young. So did I. And what happened is that we did have that feeling. I did. And I we did. didn't have big mama, and we did have grandma, and I actually know my great-grandmother. So we had them, and they were strong women who supported mm -hmm. what we were supposed to do. No, 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 ma'am. You you have that baby, you take that baby with you. So we didn't have that, oh, okay, come on, we're going to take it to the daycare, and daycare? Mm -hmm. What are you talking about? You are and I think that, that was one of the reasons why I waited so long. Because I didn't want the responsibility. Because my mom said, you have a baby, it's going to be yours, not mine. Right. And Regina's mom, take care Regina's mom was my godmother. She lived across the street from me. My mom was sick. And this woman took me in her home. And she would tell me all the time, bring your rib behind back in here and get this baby. I'll be trying to sneak. <laughs> I'll be trying to sneak. Up. You bring your rib behind in here and get this baby. You're not leaving this baby here while you go run pillar to post. And so, but I had a village. I, I had a part of my village too. Mm -hmm. Linda, Linda, Linda gave me a son yeah. before I ever had children. Before I ever sure before did. I ever had sure. sex almost, I had I had a son. Right. See, I, I just started having sex till late, late in life. People don't know. I 19 years old. That's unheard of. They were like, What? Yeah. What? 19 years. But, but, yeah. but I, have to, I have to give being a pat on the back. My sister gave me my first son. And to this day, he's my son. He's your son. He has a dad, and his dad is good. But when it came to a daycare, I was that daycare. I would go to school, go to work at night. I worked at night, and I took care of them at, at day. I potty trained him. So we in, interject as men yeah. a lot of information and a lot of good. And right now, he's a very good father yes, because he, he had. I, I want to say that I treated him right. And, and, and when I listen. Talking to you guys face to face and hearing what you're saying versus me trying to just, you know, uh, disciple and talk on the telephone while driving. Let me tell you guys how much I appreciate this, first of all, because now somebody's heard it from a different perspective. That's now, another man knows that he has he has to step up. It's not his choice not to step up. He has to be in a boy's life. He has to be in that young lady's life. And he has to take that, like boys to men, he has to take them from boy to man. He Absolutely. can't take them from boy to teenager and leave him and say, now fend for yourself. They right. don't know how to do it. And if they don't do it, and if we don't step up as men, a drug dealer, a murderer, we'll somebody will come in and take right. our kids. Right. And then in. we're wondering why. Why are they being killed at such an alarming rate? 
because our dads are not going through the full culture of raising their sons to be men. Right. And we right. need to stop leaving our children with any and everybody. everybody. When my daughter was 12, and it's the first time she'd ever, ever been away from the home overnight, she went to Delray Beach, Florida to spend two weeks with Linda's mom and stayed the whole summer. And every time she called, it was Uncle Ben, 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 Uncle Ben. That girl stayed with her Uncle Ben. And usually when your child tell you they're staying at a man's house, you get, you know, you get you get out scared or whatever. But I wasn't because when I talked to him, I knew he was going to be good to her and she loved him. And now she's, how old is she? She like 40 something. Every major accomplishment she makes in life, the first thing she says, mama, make sure you tell my uncle Ben. He left a lasting impression on, on her life, on her. And Ben, I thank you for that. If I never, ever thanked you before, I thanked you for that. And and even PJ too. PJ went and stayed stayed with Ben. And uh and he had a lasting impression on his life. So Ben, well, you know, I, know too many um too many children that didn't go stay with I Ben. Didn't, I didn't sure. go stay with everybody, Ben. Everybody, everybody's children went to stay, stay with, with Mr. Ben. Yeah. So Well, I was, wish I had a known Ben on a bad team. <laughs> <laughs> Ben, Ben, Beyonce, she gonna send Ashley down there. Ben, run for your money. <laughs> Listen, and you know he can come. Yeah, you know he's welcome in my house. Say me too, Regina. <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna tell him. Okay, so maybe I find the phone somewhere you can send Ashley. Let's send her to Uncle Ben. <laughs> right, right. So, a, I, my daughter, I, I, I sent her home for the summer, and. I bought a sander, a stick, a stick at five speed. I said, I'm going to get that because she won't know how to dry this right here so it'll be okay. She came home from the, for the summer, from the summer, and she said, Mom, let me dry. No, this is a stick. You won't be able to dry. Yeah, Uncle Ben showed me how. I said, well, I just be done. <laughs> so everything that, that you are saying, I too commend you on everything that you do. And I do get a chance to see very good positive things that, that you do. Um, I'm, I'm with Sherilyn. If I've never said thank you, this is a great opportunity for me to say thank you right now because um, uh, a lot of things and, and, and places that I've gone, I wouldn't be able to be there My without God. you. Um, tending to your nephew and your niece and, you know, all that. And so, um my hat's off to you, my brother. I love you so much. And a, a great, great job that you're doing. Please don't give up. Don't stop. Push them as, as much. Um, Lisa said we need more men more like, be. like him being. It would be free to be more like him. So, and whenever you, know, you, want, you want to come on this platform, it's always open to you. Um, man, there's so much that we could talk about. This is what we needed. And we need to talk about our next, we need to talk about the village and how we can get the village back. Yeah, we, back. we really yeah. need to talk. And Regina, I want village. to thank you because you were definitely part of my village. You were, I didn't yeah. know how to comb yeah. hair. Regina combed uh, Mignon's hair every day. <laughs> so, I mean, right. if I we, we know, Regina would take care of So, Regina, thank you down. too. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And can I do this here because I know y'all we're running short on time. Okay. But I need to say what Miss Lisa said. Men need to know it's okay. Be loving to your the kids. That are not yeah. theirs. Yeah, yeah Lisa. That, yeah. That's, that's, that's a good point, Lisa. A very good point. Lisa, great, great point. I mean, um, man, there's so many families. And, and then, but let me say this right quick. Let me say this right quick. Men not need not to be afraid to love kids that are not theirs. And men need not to be intimidated because another man, if he's actually loving your kid, you need right, not be right, intimidated right, by that. Right, you know, right. please don't Absolutely. be intimidated by that because they, they need it. They need it. I know we only have a few minutes, but can I do this right here? Father, we thank you now for all that you have done. For these young ladies who has opened a platform that the world may be able to see that there are people that care about their children, about them, 
that we ask you to have mercy upon men and women who are forgotten and who don't get the credit that they deserve. But yes. through you, God, we know we can do all things. And God, I pray for all the women that go through breast cancer and yeah. through any kind of cancer, any kind of suffering, God, we ask that you lay your hands upon them. But right you are now. our God, and we trust in you. And we put all that we have in you. In yes. Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. And I'm wearing my pink pearls in honor of Breast Cancer Month. Yes. And I got my pink my shirt on hey, here. Oh, wow. Yeah, but it's black and pink. And so we. I got a pink nail polish. <laughs> you got it better. Pink, all right. <laughs> I have a pink I nail polish. I am so, so, so honored. I, I am so touched. And I am so glad, uh, Regina, that you were here for us last week that we could get Mr. Brian on to come in and, and let us know what really is going on and what really we need to do. And again, Mr. Bryant, we say to you, this platform is here for, for you. you. And what, whatever and whatever you need us, we're here every Thursday night. Um, this has been a awesome, awesome, awesome night. And we yes. so So um, dog, I hate to go. I hate to go, but we gotta go. We all say is God, hey, we gotta go, y'all. We gotta go. But thank you guys. Too. You're welcome, Regina. Come back, thank Regina. Thank you. Please. Come back, Ben. Both. Yeah, both. thank you. Both. So, um, oh my God. Sharon, do we have to say goodbye? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so MIC. What are we going to just say? Good night. Good night. Good night, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Good night.